again, church. It's so nice to see you. Um, welcome to, what, the 12th week of COVID lockdown. Lots and lots of stuff have been taken away. All of a sudden, life has stopped, come to a screeching halt, uh, causing us to literally stop to be still. Like, all these activities, sports, shopping, movies, church, all this stuff has, has been put on hold. Um, and I know cabin fever is setting in, and there's lots of stuff going on. Um, but it has been crazy to to see all of a sudden that things have stopped. I have a lot more time at home, a lot more time with family, maybe too much more too much time with family. But I hope it has caused us to kind of stop, take a moment, and say, okay, if if all this other all these other distractions are gone, what is right in front of me? Um, what, who are the people in my house? Who are the people in my home? What are my relationships like? And it's really causing us to, to put things on hold and kind of evaluate uh, what it looks like to live life differently without the commutes. Man, I cannot imagine those of you that commute more than an hour a day to have to now get your, when it's time to go back, I'm sorry, I'm sure it's going to happen, that you're back to losing your two to three hours a day or more. Um, I pray for you. I pray for you. It's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different getting back. Church has been different, obviously. Um, and, and, and we are going to continue to look and see what that progress is. But, but life sometimes feels kind of frustrating and a little stinky. Um, and we can either choose to focus on the negative and, and realize that, that things just are terrible. Or do we stop? Do we take a look around? You know, what can we do with our relationships that we have in front of us, our opportunities, um, the different, some of you have started, picked up some new habits and some new um, new hobbies, but what can we do different and, and how can we evaluate? And even deeper is where is God in all of this? Um, if, if, if all of this has caused us to, to stop and to truly be still with some areas of our life or all of our life, what does God want us to get out of that? And that's where I want us to look today. So Psalm 46, and I should have had you guys get that ready. If you'll get to turn to Psalm 46, we will read it all the way through in a minute. Um, but I really want to focus on verses 10 and 11. So Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. And here's a picture of of. God's saying, here's what I need from you in the midst of anything that's going on in your life. Uh, the, the struggles, the good times, the bad times. Um, but in verse 10 of Psalm 46, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still if you know me at all are two words that don't quite coincide with who I am. <laughs> um, I, I am self-diagnosed ADD. I probably should really, truly get tested on that because I can't, I can't turn off. Um, even preparing for sermons, if I have a project I have to do, whatever, I have to get up and move. Um, you know, 45 minutes in, oh, I got to get a drink or something. And I... I don't think I've shared this with many people. When I was in high school and it was time to pick a career, 
I knew I wasn't wired by then for a nine-to-five cubicle job. So I actually looked into being a U.S. forest ranger. Because I'm like, who gets to get paid to be outside, hang out, you know, drive cool vehicles? Like, that, I'm like, I'm all in. Smokey the Bear and me are going to be best pals. Because I knew then I, ha- I had to do something that I, could n- I didn't have to sit for eight hours. Um, and so that's me. So this verse every time, like, be still, God. Really? Come on. You, you didn't build me for that. So how, why are you asking me to be still? And, I mean, if you know me very well, Squirrel should really be my middle name. Am I right? Even in conversations around church, I try to focus on you. But, man, one little distraction, Squirrel. Yeah, I'm gone. So I apologize if I've done that to you at all. Um, but be still. I'm like, no, there's no way. And, and even in my older age, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. But there is a time in my life, and this was back in October, uh, that I was back home visiting mom and dad and, and sharing stuff going on in life and sharing about things at church and, 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 you know, these different things that were coming up and, and some that were like, get a little stressed out about. And I've always had respect for my dad's uh, advice to me. And he said two words. Anyone that, guess what they are? Be still. Yeah, and I'm like, now that time I didn't balk at that because I knew in this time coming up that I truly had to be still. And look at what it says. This isn't some yoga meditation, clear your mind of everything. It says to be still and know that I am God. A little did I know that months later he would pass. So I dealt with the loss of my dad. Um, not being able to go to uh, the, the service for him. Then all of a sudden he throw in this pandemic and everything that's going on and, and transition stuff at church. And so he, dad really knew what he was saying because God knew what he was saying. Um, to be still and know that I am God. There's times in our life that we don't understand and we have to think, okay, I need to stop and I need to seek out God and what this situation is. So that's where I want us to be today. Um, and we're going to talk soon about what this looks like as a church and what we, what this happens or, or what we need to do in our own life. That there's times that we can't handle a situation and that we need to stop. All right, God, where are you? I need some help in this situation. And knowing that I am God, and that's the key part. We can't do this without God. We can't do this without his strength, uh, without his guidance and his protection. So look with me, and we're going to read Psalm, all of Psalm 46 in a minute. But think of, take a minute right now. I want to focus on knowing God, not just knowing about God. So think in your mind the most famous person that you know. It could be an athlete, an uh, actor, uh, someone that, that you know is super important that you know some facts about. All right? Do you have that person in your mind? Can you come up with three to five things quickly that you know about them? What teams they played for, what movies they were in, something, right? So you have that person in your mind. Now, could you fly to their home, walk up to their front door, knock on the door, and they would let you in? Probably not. So that's knowing about someone. You might know some facts about them, but knowing them is truly knowing who they are in a personal relationship with God. 
And God loves us. God wants us to know him, not just about him, but truly know him. Uh, John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So how in tune to the voice of God are we? How, how good are we at listening to God's voice? And when is the last time that we stopped and we're still enough to listen and hear God speak? And so many times we use this at church. Well, I'll get to go to church. I know God will speak to me then. I'll, I'll read a passage, hear a song, hear a sermon. But how many times away from that are we really focusing on God? And put that in our relationships. How good would a friendship be if all you got was one text from them a week? Would that be much of a relationship? Or your marriage? How bad would a marriage be if you only spoke to your spouse like twice a week for a minute? Um, that, that wouldn't be much of a relationship. God wants more from us in our relationship with him. That he wants, he wants us to know him. Not just about him. And we can have all the knowledge about God. Uh, we can study the scriptures. Uh, we can look at all that he's done in the past. His promises. And, and understand. Get a pretty good picture of who God is. Because of the facts about God. But... He wants us to know him, a personal relationship. And with that relationship with Almighty God comes three words that we see in Psalm 46. It is refuge, strength, and fortress. Uh, this protection that we have because of this relationship with God. And by the way, we can know all these acts of God. And he wants us to know him, which means when we show up to his house and knock on the door, guess who's going to let us in? And that's God. Um, that's the, the intimate relationship that God the Father wants with us. So read with me Psalm 46. And we're going to read all the way through. And starting in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear that the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. He shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. Talk about God's timing, and we'll talk about some God nods in a minute. But man, with all the situation of this week, with the protests and the riots, the nations rage, and God knew that that was going to happen. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Um, and what a, a perfect time always in our life for this God who loves us. This God who not only was just asking us, hey, be, you know, be, you know, be still, listen to me. You know, not, not necessarily as a parent, but God's saying, look at all that I am doing. Look at all the, the situations in the earth and know that I am in control. 
and stop once in a while or stop all the time, take pause, look for me in those situations, no matter what it is. So these words of strength, refuge, and fortress as we are still and seek him. So God gives us the strength to stop and be still. He gives us a refuge for us to find a rest and a peace in him and a fortress to keep us safe and protect us. And listen, as I've discovered these important points, am I successful at it? Absolutely not. Do I get it right once in a while? Sometimes. But know that when we are still and know that he is God, it doesn't mean that the situation goes away. It doesn't mean that the situation slows down. It is a conscious thought for us to slow down and stop and look for him. In as he is ever present and no matter what the situation is. I thought of an eye of a storm. Um, these storms, tornadoes, all that come through, there's an eye in the middle of that storm that is calm and quiet, eerily quiet, they say. That in the midst of the chaos of the storm and everything going on, there is a, a moment and a space in that storm that is quiet and still. And that's where God wants us to go. Now, is God only in the quiet? No. He's ever-present in everything. He is in the storm. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that God, when they prayed and had faith that God was going to protect them, it wasn't that they expected him to pull them out of the furnace or to even prevent them from going in. What did he do? He showed up in the midst of the heat and the fire. So even in the middle of our chaos, our being still doesn't mean that God stops everything around us. He gives us a refuge to be at peace with him. He gives us a strength to endure. He gives us a fortress to protect us. This last week with George Floyd's death, there's so much that was going on that the murder of this man and then now the protests and the riots, there is crazy chaos going on in our world this week. So where is God in that? Can we be still enough to seek God out and what is going to, where he is in this situation? And that's what he's called us to do, especially as Christians in the church, to continue to not only know that God's not taking us, a Christian life is never promised, this, this great, sweet, rosy life of no, no problems and no evil and none of that. He offers us strength and protection through that, by the work of the Holy Spirit, through whatever the chaos, but we can still be still and know that he is God. So when dad talked to me about be still and I really grabbed a hold of that idea, it was pretty amazing to go through that time. And still to this day, um, I try every day. Like I said, it's not great every day. But it kind of blows my mind the times that I have stopped and thought, okay, God, where are you in this? And then he shows up. And I've not heard an audible voice. I've not gotten a secret message you know, on a post-it from him on my desk. But I've heard through scripture, I've heard through a song, I've heard through words of Christian brothers and sisters, some evidence of God. Yes, I'm here, Randy. I'm, I'm walking this through with you, ever present. And if you've heard me talk about God nods, that's what these God nods are. Um, it's an affirmation. It's, re- it's really God. I feel like I go through a situation and God looks at me and is like, yep, that was me. That's a God nod. These affirmations, these miracles, these 
words from a brother and sister in Christ, a fellow believer, that I'm like, oh, I really needed that. Well, guess what? It was from God. Um, and so we have to look for those things because he desperately wants us to seek after him and find those things. So the strength and refuge and fortress, all while we are seeking God and knowing that, and I don't know about you, but I overthink everything. If I'm going through a situation, I go to the most pessimistic, worst case scenario of the outcome every single time. Um, and so to have this tool in my belt, if you will, of thinking, hold up, God's got this. You know, I can try to fix it, but it really is up to him. And I've got to lay it at his feet to take care of that. That is, that is acknowledging the power of God and, and trusting him and knowing that, that I've got to see what he's going to do with this, no matter what the situation. And, and I have a number of God nod stories that I would love to share with you at some time. One of my favorite was, I think back in January, I preached on what it means to reach out to our community. What can we do better? We do amazing things for our, as a church for our community. But can we continue to do more? And that was Sunday morning, obviously. Tuesday morning, I get an email from the principal at Barry Elementary School. Right over here. Um, and by the way, if you've worked public school system on any level, it's pretty rare for a public school principal to call a church to say, hey, can we like hang out? Can we do some things together? Can we develop a partnership to encourage one another? And okay, is that a coincidence? Nope. Was that just an out of the blue thing? And he'd done this in the past. Nope. It was absolutely God. Um, absolutely God. And we have to continue to, to see God in that situation and, and claim God's presence in that situation. Um, a couple of summers ago, we had a, a, a bus breakdown while we were at Infuge. It wasn't even my group. And we pulled up to, to the site and they were having issues with the, the bus. They kept trying to jump it. Um, and so we said, well, let's pray over this bus. And we prayed over that bus, and that thing started right up. And people are going to say, no, you know, all the whatever things in the battery charged everything up, and it was perfect timing. Nope. Oh, it's coincidence. Not even close. It's absolutely God. Um, and to see the effect it had on some of our students, that was God. So God is at work. God is at work all the time in our lives. And we need to continue to do things and pray and seek God and make sure that these things are pointing us to Jesus. Make sure that we are getting affirmation from brothers and sisters of Christ, in Christ and in Scripture to say, yes, God's doing this stuff, these things in our life. So how can we as Christians be still and listen? How can we as a church be still and listen? And this is how I wanted to close up our time together is almost this call to prayer. Um, prayer has been key in these God nods. Prayer has been key in helping me stop and say, okay, God, I, I need to stop. I need to give this to you and pray and give it to God. And I don't know about you, but if I'm driving around and the radio is up a little too loud and I'm coming up to a place that I'm arriving at or maybe a, a definitely a new address, how many of you guys have turned the radio down as you approach the address, Right? 
you know, we're trying to focus better. I don't, I don't know. I guess we focus better if it's quiet. Not me, but, but I tend to do that. So I want us as a church to turn the radio down a little bit, pause for a little bit, and say, God, what are you doing in the midst of who we are as a church? And I tell you what, we're going through some crazy, some crazy times of knowing that let alone a church going through a pastoral change. Um, with pastor retiring, the, the search committee, that's, that's an enormous amount of stress on any church family anyway. And then, by the way, we're going to throw in a dash of pandemic for a few months or however long. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a crazy time right now. Can I tell you how amazingly proud I am as a pastor of this church? Wayne and I both of how we have rallied around each other and done ministry. It's awesome. And it is truly because of God and because what he is doing. But we need to continue to wait for the Lord. And scripture throughout um, talks about this picture of stopping, waiting, looking for God in every situation. In Psalm 27, wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage, wait for him. Psalm 62 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. And then Isaiah 40, 31, one of my favorite verses, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So church, I'm calling for a time of prayer. I'm calling for a challenge for us for seven days to get on our knees. And more than just at the din- dining, dining room table, more than just a quick meal at breakfast, a true dedicated time, whatever that length looks for you, to be on our knees for seven days to pray. Um, if, you're, if you fast, I pray for those who fast to fast, to, to spend time this week, in having a dedicated time that you are focusing on God. And so I'm praying for these things as we are going through a pastoral change, as we are going through this pandemic and other situations that are coming up. I pray for the pastor search committee. I pray that as a church, we make sure that the right man is in this pulpit for this church. Um, I pray that as our church and its members are dealing with pandemic, that they are safe and that we continue to be patient and work through all this. I pray about what our church looks like after we come through this. What are some things that we can do better because of th- these new things w- that we've done? What are some things that we can do different? Um, church is going to be different for however long that's going to be. What we, can we continue to do as a church to glorify God through all of this. I want us to pray about how we can continue to be the church outside the walls of this building. I have pushed that from the beginning that, that we've been in a situation that we have to be outside the walls of this church. We're at home, uh, we're shopping, wherever we're going, this is who we get to be. We get to be the church that has left the building. So what does that look like? There is a lost world out there and in here. Um, who are dealing with evil and injustice of this world without knowing Jesus. I don't know how people who are dealing with, with all the issues of this, of our society, 
are doing it without the love of Jesus. Let's pray for our country and how we as a church and believers in Christ, how do we do justice? How do we love kindness? How do we walk humbly with our God? Um, We have so much work to do, not only here. uh, We have an amazing time for us to continue to encourage each other in our faith, to disciple, to grow, to raise up these generations of Christ followers. But then there's a world that desperately needs us. There's a world that doesn't understand love. There's a world that is dealing with so much that we need to be a church that comes alongside them and points them to Jesus. And because he truly is the only answer, the only way, the truth, and the life. And what can we continue to do as a church? And I close with this. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so I ask again that we take these seven days, commit them to prayer, pray for God's wisdom and guidance, pray for God to reveal himself to us as a church, as individuals. Um, I pray that we, as we continue in this time of doing church, here and at home and wherever we are, that we truly glorify God and seek after him, that we stop once in a while to listen because he is there, ever present in our time of need. And so let's find him. Let's, let's seek after him with all of our being. Continue to glorify him. Continue to praise and worship him everywhere that we go. Please close in prayer with me now. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to understand that you're there. You're there all the time. You are an ever-present, are always there in our time of trouble and need. Father, I pray that we stop, that we seek you, that we realize that you are God. Father, I pray for our church as we are going through this pandemic. I pray for our church as we are going through these these changes and transition and stuff. Father, I pray for our church as we can be the light in this dark world uh, through all of this injustice, through all of the evil in this world, that we can truly be a light uh, and that we can point others to Jesus, Father, as you work through our life. I thank you for this time that you've given us. May you truly be glorified in every moment of it. In Jesus' name I pray.